Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. And I am a little upset because I had just recorded this and this iPod software just booted me out and I was already through an hour of a conversation. (laughs) Can you believe that? And a little frustrating, but I wanted to take this time to go through this holiday episode with everybody and be here with all of you. Um, And it's just so disappointing that I had to redo this. And uh, it's okay. I'm here with you guys now. But let me start off with our song here. And this is going to be our theme. And maybe it just needs to be a little bit shorter today. Maybe some of it was wasted, but it's okay. We're going to go through this. Thank you, everyone, for being here with me today as we enjoy this week of holidays and Christmas and families and eating together and hopefully having peace in the around the dinner table and listening to old Christmas songs and reminiscing and remembering what's important in this life. And I know sometimes that's hard. Because there's so much anger out there. There's so much hate. There's so much division that goes on today in our country, in the world, and everything that's happening, right? Should remember what's important in this time of year, this season, the reason for the season of Christmas, right? Now, many of you are out there are going to have a very different view of what Christmas is all about, right? Because depending on who your family is, how we were raised, many of you were not born in a Christian home. 
Some of you were. Some of you were born in a Jewish home. Some of you were born in a, a, a different home that, you know, didn't practice any form of religion um, whatsoever. But maybe, just maybe in your life, you remember the reason why of what you've seen in your life or the reason why Christmas exists today. It's not just gift giving. It's just not about Santa Claus. I mean, that's a nice thing to think about. Um, but, but it's also about other things. It's, it's mostly about family. It's about love. It's about being generous. It's not about politics. It's not about COVID. It's not about the Omerian virus, Delta virus, XYZ virus. It's, it's, it's not even about that. It's about remembering that people are struggling out there today. People who during this time of year find it very difficult to celebrate the season. Whether they're going through hardships like health hardships, they're going through financial hardships, which many times holiday season impacts that because of trying to be giving to people, trying to, you know, uh, keep up with, with those who give to us and give back, right? And, and many times it hurts us financially. I'm not saying, you know, I, and I've been there and maybe you've been there. You're going through that right now where, you know, I got to give mom or dad or I got to give my brothers and sisters nice gifts or they're going to think I'm being cheap or I got to give my uncles and aunts, I got to give them something, or my friends, I got to give them something during this time of year. Because, and, and, you, and you think to yourself, okay, why? And, I, and uh, forgive me, and it's not because I'm trying to be cheap or, or, or think about, not think about others during this time of year, but, but why does it have to be during this time a year, right? Why can't it be throughout the year that you're, you're giving, right? And many times people forget that because for many who live in the United States, this is a time that you have to be the most giving, which can be very hard for many people. You know, it certainly can be. So we have to remember that this time of season is to remember that it, we have to spend time with one another, to love one another. Um, to enjoy the moments because we never know how long our time will be here on this earth. We don't know how long we have. As you've seen since March of 2020, with COVID, with people still dying today of COVID, young and old, healthy and unhealthy, are dying. Aside from the people who die from the flu, from heart attacks, through suicides, through whatnot. We don't know and we have no say in this time on our earth. We, we could be driving down the road and get hit by a Mack truck and die. And I know it seems really morbid. Like, Joseph, why are you talking about this during Christmas? Uh, it, it's just to show that we have to have an appreciation for life. Right? Enjoy our life. For many years, I mean, growing up, I, although I love my family, I didn't enjoy the holidays. It was a very sad time. Because one was because I live with the devil, my grandfather. He's dead now and probably rotten in hell somewhere. 
God forbid me for saying that. Um, my mom tried to do her best during these times. She certainly tried to make the holidays a joyous time by cooking and decorating the house and having a Christmas tree. I've had a Christmas tree uh, ever since I was a child. Some of you may not believe in a Christmas tree. Some of you feel like, oh, I'm just going to do the fake Christmas tree. And that's fine. That's your choice. I personally enjoy a, a real tree, right? Ah, oh, but Joseph, that's such a waste of money. You're just going to have throwing the tree. Well, hopefully they recycle it, do something worthy of the tree, right? I mean, they come all the way from Oregon, so hopefully. But enjoying this time, and many find that lack of enjoyment because they're in the malls. They're in the shopping centers. They're shopping online. They're ringing up their credit cards. They're going to have to pay for it in January sometime. It's going to be difficult. We just have to take a deep breath and enjoy the goodness of the season, right? Enjoy the good food. Enjoy the good company. But how can we do that with COVID? We don't want to get people sick. Grandma, I can't see grandma. You know, obviously I can't see my grandparents because my grandparents are dead. You know, my daughter's grandmother lives in El Salvador. My mom, who died December 9th, 2015. Forever changing the dynamics of my life because, you know, and, and not that saying our moms, our dads will not pass or our loved ones. Of course they will. They're human beings. We all are. We have a set day and time of when we're going to leave this earth. Right? So we have to enjoy every moment of it as much as we can. And do our best to enjoy it. Right? So let's enjoy the season. Enjoy one another. Love one another. Be kind to one another. And remember the reason for the season. Now I'm going to read you a little poem, right? It's a very common poem. It's Twas the Night Before Christmas, right? And why am I reading this, right? Because I'm going to give you two perspectives of Christmas and why they're so important. Because each of you out there share a different idea of what Christmas is meant to be about. Now in our home, the reason for the season is Jesus. He was, he, born, he was born to die for our sins. And I'm going to recite the story of Jesus and his birth shortly. But let me start out with this, okay? Just to start off with a little fun, I'm wearing my Mary Satchmas Christmas sweater. Or you could say sweatshirt. has has a picture of Bigfoot on there. And he's basically wearing a Santa hat and uh, it looks like he's stealing the Christmas tree from the log cabin or, you know, it's, uh, it's a very festive sweater. So I'm in the mood, right? So it was the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were all nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. 
When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what do my wondering eyes should appear? But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted, and, they, and he called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, O Comet, O Cupid, O Donner and Blitzen. To top off, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky. So up to the house, top the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and I was turning around, down the chimney of St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was all dressed in all fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His drool little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and his beard of his chin was as white as snow. The slump of his pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump and a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head, soon he gave me no to know that I have nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk. And lying with his finger aside in his nose and giving it a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, his to his team gave a whistle, and away they flew like the down of a twistle. And I heard him explain, ere he drove out of sight, happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Right? What a, what a favorite song of mine, you know? Um, or poem, I should say, excuse me. Um, one that I don't really get to visit very often, right? One that we all should. And many of you, you know, maybe have heard that and um, and have th thought about that, uh, you know. Um, and maybe you've even read it to your kids, right? But thinking about that's one part of Christmas. That we think about. Now there's a different story that many of us should know as well. When it relates to the birth of 
the Messiah, the King, Jesus, right? And I'm going to read that story to you a little bit. And hopefully it's a little bit of a simpler story, right? When, and I'll try to simple it down again, right? So 2,000 years ago in the land of Judea, which is now part of Israel, when Harold was king overall, there was a young woman named Mary. Mary lived in the town of Nazareth in the northern part of Judea. She was betrothed to the, be married to a man that, in, called Joseph. Mary was a virgin and a religious and obedient young woman. One day God sent the angel Gabriel to see Mary. He blessed her and he told her, God is pleased with you. Mary was in awe and bewildered. The angel told her not to be frightened. He said that God had blessed and chosen her and that he would send her a baby boy to deliver. You will call him Jesus, Gabriel said. The angel decreed that Jesus was to be the son of God and a Afraid and vulnerable, Mary told the angel that she would, she would place her trust in God. This was a difficult thing for a young unmarried woman to do, and Mary has been praised by Christians through the ages for her obedience and trust in God. Right. Before leaving Mary's side, Gabriel explained that Mary's cousin Elizabeth had been blessed with a, a long-awaited pregnancy and that this baby boy was chosen by God to prepare the way for Mary's baby, Jesus. When Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth and um, Zechariah, her husband. She found that it was as if the angel had said, Elizabeth already knew about Mary's visitation from Gabriel and the baby she was to bear. Elizabeth also knew that her long-awaited son was to be called John and had been chosen by God to first foretell the coming of Jesus since an angel would also have visited her husband, um, Zechariah. The boy was to become John the Baptist and would baptize believers in the River Jordan in order to prepare them for the coming of the Son of God. Christians celebrate the John the Baptist to this day for giving us the ritual of baptism through which Christians may be forgiven of their inherent sinfulness and prepared to receive the love of God. When Mary's betrothed Joseph heard about the baby that he was concerned, because he was not yet married to, to Mary, but the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. The angel told him not to be afraid and to look after Mary who has been chosen and the baby who was God's son. Joseph was told to name the baby Jesus, meaning Savior. At the time of Mary's pregnancy, all those living in Roman Empire were subjected to a census to help the Roman that helped Emperor Augustus administer more effective taxes. All citizens were returned to the administrative district to their family in order to register, and Mary and Joseph were to travel to Bethlehem, the city of Joseph's family, in order to do so. Bethlehem was a long way to travel on foot, about 70 miles, but they had a donkey to help carry the goods. It was a long and slow journey, with Mary's pregnancy nearly to the end. When the couple arrived in Bethlehem, the city was full of people traveling for the for census, and they could find nowhere to stay. Eventually, they found an inn with an innkeeper who allowed them to stay with the animals, sleeping in an area with the, with the sheep and the oxen. It was there among the straw that Mary delivered a baby boy who was named Jesus. His bed was a manger of hay, and he was clothed simply in swaddling clothes in a manner of the humblest of the men at this time. The shepherds in the hills outside Bethlehem were working, living and tending to their sheep by day and by night. And on that day, 
dawn, an angel appeared to a group of these shepherds. This shepherd was a messenger who lit up the sky around them and filled with them an, with them an awe. Fear not, the angel said. I bring tidings of great joy for you and all of mankind. The angel described the baby had been born in Bethlehem, who was to be the savior and who had been born that night. He said the boy had been born for the shepherds and for all mankind, and they should go and worship him. You will find the baby lying in the manger, the angel said. Then the angel was joined by a chorus of angels, the heavenly host, filling the sky and singing the glory of God in the highest and peace to the people on earth. The shepherds, awed by the angels, left their fields and went to Joseph, went to find Joseph, Mary, and the baby lying in the manger, as the angel had foretold. They were amazed and told everyone, return to their sheep, giving praise to the Lord. At, the time, at, at that time, too, a new star appeared in the sky. The bright star was seen by, many wise, by the wise men in distant lands who studied the skies. They guessed that the star told the birth of a chosen baby who would grow up to be a, ga- a great king, which they had read a forecast in their ancient books. The wise men prepared gifts for the baby king and followed the star to Judea, traveling in order to meet and celebrate the baby's birth. When they arrived in Jerusalem, which was when the capital, which was the capital of Judea, they asked about the child's birth, telling people that there was a baby who was born to be king of the Jews. This was reported to King of Herald, who had made, who was very angry by the suggestion of a child having been chosen to take his place as king. Herald summoned the wise men, and he said to them, "Once they had found the baby, they should tell him where it was." so the king and Ingo prayed to his respects too. They agreed and continued following the star towards Bethlehem, where it appeared to them as, they, as though it had stopped over a place where Jesus was born. When the wise men saw Jesus, they celebrated and worshipped him. They gave him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and honored him as a religious leader and king. God warned them, in the dream not to return to Herod, so when it was time to leave, they returned home by a different route. When King Harold discovered that the wise men had not returned to him, he was furious. He ordered that all boys in the region aged less than two years old were to be killed in order to make sure that the infant heir he had been told of could not survive and one day take over his rule. This order was carried out and Harold's soldiers took sons from their parents and murdered them. This became known as the slaughter of the innocents. However, an angel had appeared to Joseph in a dream. The angel warned that Jesus was in danger and commanded Joseph to gather the, the, the little family and ta- leave Bethlehem, traveling to Egypt, which was out of Herod's jurisdiction. So Joseph, Mary, and Jesus escaped Bethlehem during the night and fled to Egypt, where they stayed for many years until the, king, the death of King Herod and later moved back to Nazareth in Galilee. This has been a story of the Nativity, the tale that tells the birth of Jesus, Son of God, on earth, and the celebration and controversy that surrounded him. The Gospel's account go to tell the life of adult life of Jesus of Nazareth, his followers, and teachings, actions, miracles, before providing an account of the trial and crucifixion of this man that became the Christ to his followers, ascending into heaven, having shouldered the burden of the sins of all mankind. Christians join in that heavenly host and singing praises to God for the gift of his son. Merry Christmas to all.
right? So what an incredible story. Um, and it's not a story, it's true. As a Christian, as a believer of Christ, this is a true story that he came to this earth he, by God through Mary to die for our sins. As simple as that. But it's not as simple because people today choose not to believe. People think it's just some fairy tale, but it's not. Jesus was a real man. Jesus, um, you know, born, Jesus was actually born. And I'll give you a little history lesson here. When was Jesus born? Okay, what's... So Jesus was born around 4 BC, all right? Um, and this is off Wikipedia, but um, so, but some of it's pretty accurate. As referred to 4 BC, a central figure of Christianity, the world's largest religion, right? He was a first century Jewish preacher and religious leader. Most Christians believe he was in the incarnation of God, the Son, which we believe, yes. Right. It is said that Jesus was not actually born, you know, in December. That date was created um, in conjunction with the, you know, uh, um, the I think it was the winter solstice as uh, December 25th. But Jesus was actually born, I believe, in spring. Because at that time, you know, based on what history tells us about the shepherds being out, um, with the sheep being out, this was during that time. And normally you wouldn't think that sheep shepherds would be out during winter. They wouldn't be. They would be indoors. So just based on what history tells us, you know. Um, Jesus was most likely born around in May, you know, around that time, springtime. Um, you know, the wise men, for instance, you know, giving the gifts of myrrh, frankincense, and gold. The, basically, those were incredibly expensive gifts, especially myrrh, right? Um, myrrh, for those of you who are not sure what that is, myrrh, um, Myrrh was used as a fragrance in cosmetics as a flavoring agent in foods and beverages. It's also been used as an astringent. The word myrrh comes from the Arabic word myrrh, which translates into bitter. In ancient Egypt, myrrh was used to treat hay fever and herpes, which is kind of weird. The ancient Greeks used it as an antiseptic for soldiers to clean up battle wounds, and myrrh was commonly used, carried into battle wounds. But let me just see from a... Why was Jesus giving it to him? Myrrh was also an herb that, although often linked to Jesus and his burial, was clearly recognized as a time of healing agent. Aloe is talked about having properties to help heal wounds and aid the reformation of skin, whereas myrrh is used more of an anti-inflammatory and antibacterial reasons. Now, what was frankincense used for? Frankincense. Frankincense. An aromatic gum resin obtained from African tree and burned to as an incense, right? It 
it was a it was a precious spice with great significance and worth in ancient times the the fragrant gum resin obtained from possum tree bosom trees can be ground into powder and burned to produce a bosom like odor it was a key part of worship in the old testament and a costly gift brought to baby jesus right so it was just it just amazing right and um to think about you know the gifts that the wise men brought the significance that they meant as they gave to the king king of the jews king jesus right so i'm going to read a, a devotional and um and then i'm going to go into you know segue a little bit but december 25th of the devotional is he is our everything right my Lord and my God, John twenty twenty eight, And the devotional is this. Relax. This day is not about you or your food or your gifts or your family, as important as they are. It's about the Prince of Peace. It's a day we commemorate the event that changed the history of the world, that provided salvation for the human race, and that brought most indescribable peace into our heart. Today we celebrate the day that God entered... The humanity through Jesus Christ, the Son of Mary, the Son of God, the Son of Man, and the Son of David. He is the Lord, the Master of Ages, the Light of the World, the Alpha and Omega, the First and the Last. He is the Good Shepherd, the Chief Cornerstone, and the Lamb of God. He is our everything, our Lord and our King, our Lord and our God. He is our Prince of Peace. When trials come our way, we long for peace, peace of heart, peace of mind, and peace of life. When we have the Prince of Peace ruling in our heart, we have the utmost precious gift, the peace of God. So today, focus on Him, praise His name, and worship the Christ, the newborn King. Right. So this is the reason for the season, everybody, right? The reason why we celebrate, the reason why we remember. Now, each of us are going to have many different views of what Christmas means to you. You know, Christmas is a very special time, not only from a Christian perspective as a Christ follower, but because of family, because of love, because of being kind, being generous, being giving. Now, we should be doing that all year round. We shouldn't just pick the month of December or November, but we should be focused on being kind all year round. You know? I often think about when I watch the film uh, Christmas Carol with Charles Dickens about um, how one of the, the three spirits, I believe it was Spirit of the Present, talked about how we should, you know, you know, be kind all year round, not just on Christmas, not just on one day of the year. But be filled with peace, be filled with joy, be filled with love every day of the year. Like, like Christ is for us, right? That's very hard in today. And I'm not saying I can't do it. We can. But people choose not to. People choose to live by hate, by anger, by division. And people choose that, hey, you know what? That's how they want to live their life. It's not the best way. And it's not a right way to live either, right? Hopefully many of you out there will enjoy this time of season and 
spend time with your loved ones. Tell them how much you care for them, how much you love them, how much you value them. And thank your lucky stars they're still in your life. Because you never really know when those people are not going to be here. We don't have a set time or day of when we will be on this earth. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be next month. It could be next year. We don't know. We don't have a say in it. As much as we like to push, 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 and try to live this life to the fullest, which is fine, we don't know when our last day is going to be. Especially for those people in our life. We, ex we hope that they're going to be here for many, many years, but many times they are not. My mother, I, I lost at the age of, she was the age of 56, December 9th, 2015. I knew that it would be a day that she would pass. I didn't think it would be that soon. It was a heartbreaking moment. It was a day I think about every day to this day. It was a day I remember seeing her dead body in her bedroom, sleep, cold as ice, with her grayish tint skin, with dribble of blood coming out of her mouth, which I know seems pretty graphic. She looked like she had been sleeping, but she also looked like maybe she was, uh, struggled to breathe, you know? I didn't look under her blankets. I did see a sliver of her skin, but that was about it. it uh, the um, mortuary said that, you know, she, we, we, she was cre um, cremated. But they said, you know, her body was just in really bad shape. That was just, it wouldn't be good for, you know, presentation, I guess. So we cremated her. It was a time when I will remember uh, a great deal of sadness, not only because of her death, because of those, but also those people in our life who treated us like trash. My grandfather, the devil, who's, who's in hell right now, died on December 2nd or 3rd of 2016, about a year after, close to a year after my mom had passed. Forgiving his mom, he was a real son of a bitch. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry to his mother, who bore him into this world to be that man. Who treated us in the ugliest manner every single day. And many of us choose to say, well, why do you have to remember those times, Joseph? Just forget him, move on. Live your life. He's dead. Yeah, he is. I'm going to play a song now that, that is very much a remembrance of my mom during these times. It was one of her favorites. And I, I played this song before, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's, it's meant to, to bring some um, liveliness to our conversation, lighten the mood, as, as you would say. But let me play it here. Drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go But she forgot her medication 
And she staggered out the door into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack She had hoof prints on her forehead And incriminating claws marks on her back Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Now we're all so proud of Grandpa, he's been taking this so well. See him in there watching football, drinking beer and playing cards with Cousin Mel. It's not Christmas without Grandma. All the families dressed in black And we just can't help but wonder Should we open up her gifts or send them back? Send them back! Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe <sighs> Sometimes I take a deep breath because I remember how much my mom loved this song. She loved Christmas. My mom was a shopper. Loved getting gifts for my daughter. God rest her soul. Um, who would love to go and shop at her favorite store, Kohl's. Right? Loved that store. Try to remember those good moments. Try to continue to to bring her memory, as always, of who she was. A woman of love, of kindness, of generosity. Someone who was very giving, but many times was not given to. Was many times treated very poorly by people in her life. Her father, for one, right? Treated her like a piece of shit all her life from the time she went out and found her. Excuse my language, folks. I know this is a Christmas episode, but it's hard when you think about those moments. And maybe I should let go by now, but it's, it's difficult not to, right? It's difficult not to let go of those times. The holidays were filled, the house with warmth. My mom loved to cook. We always had sweets. That's why I'm a big sweet tooth. I love cookies. I love chocolates. I love candy. I love all of that. <laughs> I love the Christmas tree. I love the ornaments. And um, one of the, the, the saddest memories is that when my mom passed away and her things were divided, there were things that were lost that I could never get back because they were taken or thrown away. A lot of that was Christmas ornaments. And some of those Christmas ornaments were from when I was a baby. Um, one of them that I could probably still buy online, but it's really not the same as that. I loved an American Tale, that, that, that animation. 
by Steven Spielberg. And many years as a child, they had at Dis- uh, Disneyland, they had a um, McDonald's would buy your Happy Meal. They would give you, they gave you like these little stockings with the American Tail Fievel on it. And I would collect those and I had them. And those were my favorite stock, those were my favorite ornaments. And when my mom passed, her piece of shit family, you know, went through all her things. They took what they wanted to, threw, away, threw the rest away, right? And I never saw those things again, right? Um, th- these are memories that I try to forget, but they do come up during these times of year because they're things that I remember that I would like to have for the holidays, right? For my own family. I do have my own ornaments. I do have my daughter's own ornaments. Um, I do have my, my little Yeti and I have my Bumble, the, the Yeti I have on my mantle here. I have uh, my Fievel, uh not my Fievel, my uh, um, Gizmo from my childhood, right? Um, so th- there's very special memories. I also remember I had a Teddy Ruxpin who you dress him up as Santa and he can do Christmas stories. That was lost, unfortunately. Um, a lot of our childhood, my childhood kid toys were, were actually taken out of my dad's house by people who would come in and, and my dad would leave the house open. And people would take them and steal things. And my dad would have our, you know, our Nintendo and things like that. People would climb through the window. We lived in a very bad neighborhood. We lived in Southwest, South Central where you could not leave anything. You had to lock it up or people would come in literally and walk into your home and steal it when they knew you weren't home, right? So those kind of memories, right? But anyways, I mean, my mom loved to cook on Christmas. I think she used to cook either, she didn't cook turkey because that was for Thanksgiving. She would cook a ham or she'd cook a roast. Right. So those are my special memories. You know, she would also um, have all our favorites, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn, bread, you name it. She had it for us. Right. It was just a very special time. Cakes. Loved cakes, loved sweets, cookies, you name it. She had it. Right. It's amazing how much food brings us comfort during those times. And I was, uh, you know, I was porky for a reason. And I say that, try to say that lightheartedly because I'm not trying to make fun of uh, the little porkies out there who struggle with their weight because I still struggle today. And it's difficult, right? But anyways, um, thinking about that, those times. So I just want to wish, you know, everyone out there an incredible Christmas. I'm hoping I can do a pod right before the new year. I just wanted to take this time to spend with you a little bit, wishing everyone a joyous holiday. Be safing, be safing. Safing is not a word, people. <laughs> be safe out there, whether you're driving around in the stores, in the markets, um, wherever you may be, wear a mask, protect yourself. Keep your distance. Enjoy each other as a family. Enjoy each other's time. If you're on vacation like I am, get some rest. Recharge your batteries like I'm trying to do. 
because the new year is upon us, right? Thank you for everyone being here with me today. And I'm thankful to have all of you in my life. I can't thank you enough for getting through another year of being here with me with just talk with Joe Meyer, having these conversations, watching your favorite Christmas movie, listening to your favorite Christmas song, whatever that may be. Thank you for being here with me, everyone. Have a blessed Christmas. Remember the reason for the season. Have peace and love. As the new year is upon us. God bless. Say.